And now today, here we are rolling in a rolly. What are you getting? Well, I'm getting a bounce, mm -hmm. um, but there's a lightness within it as well. Interesting. Yeah. You know, just, honey, it's a yeah. very tricky color, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Terry and uh, I worship an unconventional deity, months. the power of another dimension. Now, you're not going to read about this dimension in a book or in a magazine or uh, in a newspaper uh, because it doesn't exist anywhere except in my own mind. Hey, this is the David Allen Show. We are eventually over the hill now. Yes. It's crazy. Oh, because 40's the hill. 40's the hill. This is 41. 41. Yeah. Uh, Grant Cardone, in case you were listening to the pre-stream, was who we were uh, listening to. Uh, Yahoo News two days ago. CNBC. Kathleen Elkins had a, has a piece. <clears throat> Quoting him. If you want to get rich, start working 95 hours a week. Grant Cardone didn't always have millions in the bank. At age 25, he was deep in debt and stuck in a sales job he hated. He should have got good at it. Maybe he did. Yes. The entrepreneur who owns and operates four companies that do nearly $100 million in annual sales reached seven-figure status by putting in more hours, he writes, on Medium. Quote, most people work nine to five. I work 95 hours per week. If you ever want to be a millionaire, you need to stop doing the nine to five and start doing 95. He's not the only self-made millionaire to say that the steady salary comes with a nine-to-five job is holding people back from getting rich. Steven Seibold, who also spent 25 years studying wealthy individuals for his book, How Rich People Think, notes that there's a critical difference in how the wealthy and everyone else choose to get paid. Average people choose wages based on time, an hourly rate, for example, while the rich are typically self-employed and get paid based on results. Quote, the masses almost guarantee themselves a life of financial mediocrity by staying in a job with a modest salary and yearly pay raises. They wait on the sidelines, terrified to get in the game for fear they will lose the little money they have. Meanwhile, the world class is earning more in a year than the average person will make in a lifetime. If you want massive success, you have to focus on earning and be prepared to grind, Cardone says. And once you do start seeing financial gains, don't change your mentality. If you gave me $5 billion, I'd still be grinding tomorrow. My life is not in... My life is not in the stands. My life is not as a spectator. My life is being a player on the field. Remember, there's no shortage of money. There's just a shortage of people doing 95 hours each week. Uh, okay. What do you think? Well, I think... If you're a workaholic, um, yeah, that sounds great. He's got a rolly. He he does have a rolly. <clears throat> I a I, rolly in an airplane. I think you have to define the term success in order to, um, actually. I don't know. Take into consideration what he has to say. Now, if, if by success, you need Lo to be a millionaire. <clears throat> loads of cash. Loads clearly. of cash. Mm -hmm. I think, and you have the drive to do it, I think anybody could be a millionaire. Now, let's kind of go well, play not, on that Most people. Well, a lot yeah. of people could. But most people, their complaint in society is they don't have enough. 
they need they need more heck $15 minimum wage this 15 mm-hmm. minimum nonsense that's what that's about getting more but i think there's a lot of stuff in here that's kind of right that doesn't make you doesn't get you doesn't fix the problem doesn't get you out of any hole you're true. in true true yep what gets you out of the hole you're in is you keep trying harder <clears throat> yep so i think there's some truth in under his bombasticness yeah now he 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 plays on everyone's on these these 25 year olds out of college who just want rich he plays on that and makes a lot of money doing it mhm but I think there's some truth in some a lot of what he says. Well, I mean, he is saying that stop whining, go out, you know, stop whining that you don't have. If you're going to complain that you don't have enough money, do something about it, and you can do something about it. If you're going to complain about that, yeah. that is the issue for you. Um, I think, like for personally, I would like to do a lot more, potentially. I'd like to have more money, potentially, but I'm also not willing to do what it takes to make more money. Well, so. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah. In the rich man's world, in the Grant Cardone world, I think there's some of that that he falls in the Trump world. Yeah. 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 Sorry, the President World. This is the David Allen Show. Thank here on uh, December 8, 2016. Uh, living in a rich man's world. We all are. Maybe. I don't know. Are we? This ABBA. Money, money, money. Las Vegas, Harry Reid gave his final speech oh. today on the Senate. Woo! His farewell speech. Talk about a bombastic Woo. blowhard. Yeah! Holy cow. But we'll never have to hear from him again, right? Oh, man, I don't know. It's worth it! <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Does he still have an eye patch? Nobody should. A parrot, perhaps? Something. And Hillary Clinton today uh, went to a secret, secret uh, uh, thank you. Trump has been doing these thank you rallies about the country. That's <laughs> nice. His celebration tour, I think. And uh, it's called the Nanny Nanny Poo Poo Tour. It is. <laughs> yep, it's working. Yeah. Bing bing bong bong bing bing bing. Uh, he's going around. Well, Hillary today decided she would go thank her people, so she went to a. Uh, 
hotel, upscale hotel with mm, maximum 450 people in there. She decried the spread of fake news online, calling it an epidemic that Congress should take action against. Oh, man. Quote, the epidemic of malicious fake news and false propaganda that flooded social media over the past year is now clear the so-called fake news can have real-world consequences. Some Democrats have argued the spread of anti-Clinton fake news online contributed to her electoral loss to Trump. This article from The Hill. The issue has received renewed attention this week after a gunman entered a pizzeria in Washington that was at the center of a false viral uh, conspiracy theory that alleged it was the home to a pedophilia ring operated by Clinton and her inner circle. Speaking of Harry Reid, this isn't about politics or partisanship. Clinton continued during her speech Thursday at a ceremony honoring the retiring Harry Reid. Lives are at risk. Lives of ordinary people just trying to go about their days to do their jobs, contribute to their communities. It's a danger that must be addressed and addressed quickly. Too bad Harry Reid is leaving. Not really. Wow, that's isn't that kind of amazing? They're um, <clears throat> they've had control of the Whoa. educational system for however long. Malicious fake news there we go. and false propaganda that flooded social media flooded. over the past year. Ugh. It's now clear that so-called fake news can have real-world consequences. Where? This isn't like about politics or partisanship. No, lives are at risk. I, lives of ordinary lies. people just trying to go about their days to do their jobs, contribute to their communities. It's a danger that must be addressed and addressed quickly. <laughs> Thank you, Hillary. Then this from Slate magazine. What? Two months ago, mm-hmm. almost no one was talking about fake news. A Google Trends search for the term shows that it barely registered before October. Now you can hardly turn on the real news without hearing it, just assuming there's real news. Fake news is a real, specific problem. But in all the furor around who's making it, who's sharing it, its impact, and how to stop it, it's easy to lose sight of something more fundamental. What is it? The broader the definition, the less useful the concept becomes... Fake news is now homophilia or uh, 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 homo, uh, homophobia. Kinda. It is. They're taking a word. Oh yeah, yeah. They're to shut down yep. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. In recent weeks, the term fake news has been applied to various media sources, to everything from Breitbart news to Donald Trump's tweets to the, the media CNN? commentary oh, no. of CNN's Brian Stilton. Oh, wow, good. Among the challenges the media faces today, combating fake news should rank as a relatively straightforward one compared with thornier issues such as bias, sensationalism, and the problem of objectivity. But lumping these together under the banner of fake news makes them all harder to solve. The way to combat actual fakery in journalism is to keep the definition narrow enough that reasonable people across the political spectrum, can agree on what does and does not meet the criteria. Why did they use the word fake news rather than false news? Because fake news sounds good and it rolls off the tongue. Fake news! Right? Okay. <laughs> See, you can't disagree, can you? 
It helps to remember that the term fake news gained currency in recent months due to a specific and readily identifiable phenomenon. Pizzagate? During the 2016 U.S. presidential campaign, online entrepreneurs and pranksters found that they could reach huge <clears throat> audiences. They call them pranksters. Via social media by fabricating sensational stories that played to readers' partisan biases. Or biases. B -b bias as these stories imitate imitated the style and appearance of real news articles and they were published on sites designed to look as like established newspaper websites or political blogs some pulled us off but others didn't the key fact was made up by the authors but the successful one sounded like just plausible enough to pass the smell test of a significant subset of readers who were already primed to believe outlandish things about a given candidate so what this proves is that the news the real news media doesn't have the courage to go look stuff up because when we we read real news um <laughs> in your trusted source right here uh, just jumping on a headline, Lifeway introduces a new line of short-term missionary selfie sticks. I mean, real news. Um, sweating John MacArthur awakens from nightmare in which he's unsure about something. Um. So who's it? Doesn't it seem that the people that are at fault are the so-called "quote-unquote" mainstream Real, media, oh, I, I, without question, yeah. Because if they could be trusted, people wouldn't be right. going anywhere else. Right. Eighth grader attends church to seek personal relationship with a cute girl. <laughs> I mean, th 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 this is right out the right out the headlines. Man gets lost on way down the aisle to receive Christ. Um, do <laughs> okay. This story might be good. Feeling moved by Pastor Jim's clear presentation of the gospel Sunday morning, local man Jorge Fernandez reportedly summoned his courage, rose Jorge. to his feet, and attempted to walk down the aisle in order to receive Christ, <laughs> but was unable to find his way due to the thick layer of manufactured mist billowing from the church's expensive <laughs> array of fog machines. Witnesses peering through the murky cloud later confirmed that Fernandez walked around the sanctuary in a circle, nearly fell into the baptismal, and then headed the complete opposite direction of the stage before poking his head into the church's sound room to ask for directions. Quote, is this where I received Christ? Fernandez asked the tech guy, barely making out his silhouette in the midst of the foggy gloom. I think I got turned around near the Lord's supper table. Fernandez reportedly walked the room in a stupor for nearly an hour, long after regular churchgoers had filtered out the room and begun eating lunch at various area restaurants. There's always next week to try to find your way to the front to receive Jesus, Pastor Jim told Fernandez after the service. Next time, just stumble in the general direction of the wild laser light show and you won't go wrong. <laughs> this, the, this needs to be our real news segment of the David Allen Show. <laughs> We need a jingle. <laughs> this is the real news segment from Richmond, Virginia, courtesy the Babylon Bee, everybody. Jaws of life needed to remove worship leader's skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> this is the news we yeah. care about here. <laughs> Report Episcopalians may still exist. That's funny to me. <clears throat> 
Uh, th- this published two days ago, December 6, 2016. This is the Christmas season, by the way. This is the, the I mean, time for giving, yeah? No? Yes. Your, your Christmas gift guide, 2016. For the theological liberal in your life? Ambient, C- Ambient CD with calming sounds of Rachel Held Evans, Evans eating a quinoa salad. <laughs> or quinoa to the rich. Quinoa. Quinoa. For the atheist in your life? Nothing. Nothing says you understand their nihilistic worldview. <laughs> <laughs> and then getting them absolutely nothing. While a gift of some sort suggests the person has some kind of inherent value bestowed by a creator, giving an atheist nothing really shows that you care about them and emphasize with their belief that Christmas, like everything, is completely meaningless and we're all just biding time until the sun devours the earth. <laughs> Best of all, it won't break the bank. This is actual good advice. Yes. Yeah. Cost you zero dollars for the Calvinist in your life. Yeah. A life-size statue of John Calvin. The reformed friend will think of you every day as he or she wakes up and falls at the feet of the statue to pray to the late reformer. You can get that at family Christian stores for $799. I'll just have an atheist as a friend instead. (laughs) For the (laughs) cheaper. For the Arminian in your life, a magic eight ball. <laughs> this will come in handy as your Wesleyan loved one tries to decide each day whether or not their salvation is still binding. <laughs> That's good. For the charismatic in your life, a tambourine. What do you get the person that already has everything, including the coveted second blessing of the Holy Spirit? How about a nice wooden tambourine that they can use to loudly dance and wiggle around on Sundays? I love that. The coveted. <laughs> and you get bonus points if it's shaped like a dove. Ooh. Ooh. Amazon $24.95. For the cessationist in your life, a strange fire detector. Now available in a pocket-sized version, the strange fire detector will sound loudly. Whenever its user is within a hundred hundred foot radius of any person who is even slightly charismatic, allowing their cessa- your cessationist friend to proactively decide whether to confront them harshly or flee for their lives. <laughs> for the King James onlyest in your life, the new King James Bible. <laughs> your KJVO only buddies probably don't even know there's a new improved version of the King James Bible written in modern English. They'll definitely appreciate the thoughtfulness of this great gift. For the -the run-of-the-mill non-believer in your life, a fake $100 bill gospel track. (laughs) For added effect, put it in a money gift envelope and watch the range of expressions emanating from their faces. They first think they've received money. From happy to rage. And realize (laughs) it's not real money. And then realize it's a religious track. And finally, surrender their lives to the Lord right in front of you. Yeah. You can get those at Living Waters for $10. For the theol... Oh, we did that already. Uh, that's it. That, that, everybody right there. Christmas gift guide. Straight up real news. Courtesy of the Babylon Bee here on the David Allen Show. You're here. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? I like it. <clears throat> I like it a lot. Uh, 
Uh, th- this November 8th, we, I don't think we, t- we covered this one, though. <clears throat> There's a report out. Um, and this, you know, I think Jill Stein and Hillary should have, maybe they took this into consideration. I don't know, but they should have. Uh, early reports indicate that the votes not posted about on social media may not have counted toward the vote tally. In the what? Say that, say that again? Uh, votes um, not posted about on social media may not have actually counted. Oh. Fulfilling your civic duty is more than sharing is more than sharing an I voted sticker selfie, but it's certainly not less. To that end, officials will be looking for hard proof of each individual's vote in the form of Instagram, Facebook, and or Twitter photos. We advise sharing these images to every single social media account you use just to be safe. So get out there and vote, but more importantly, tell everyone about it loudly and all day long. That is right. This is the David Allen Show, and there are times when we need The Rock. Why not? You never know. I want to get a job at the Babylon Bee. (laughs) How fun would that be? Oh, it would be a blast. Because all their stuff is based in some Yeah, there's an element of truth, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to come back to a real news segment shortly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, son. <laughs> I'm going to close it down now. <laughs> if only David had some. A representative Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, California, just elected to an eighth term as the House Democratic leader, despite the defection of 63 fellow Democrats, was asked on Sunday what she tells Democrats who want a new direction. Quote, well, I don't think that people want a new direction. No. Our values unify us, Pelosi told CBS's Face the Nation. Quote, our values are about supporting America's working families. Mm -hmm. That's one that everyone is in agreement on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. we want is a better connection of our message to working families in our country. So it's merely a connection problem. Mm -hmm. Maybe they should join the 20th century Mm -hmm. and get a telephone. And that clearly in in the November election showed that that message wasn't coming through. But we are united in terms of the security of our country which is our first responsibility to be smart and strong and not reckless in how we protect the American people strong in how we protect our economy. Let's listen to her. Careful. You might, it might make you want to vomit. The democratic party is in a moment of questioning. About this John identity. Dickerson, the host of Face the uh, to lead the Democrats in the house. What do you tell Democrats who want a new direction? And, and then, Go to you. What are you going to do differently? Well, I don't oh. think that people want to direction. Up. Our values unify us, and our <clears throat> values are about supporting America's working families. That is one that everyone is in agreement on. She just said, I don't think they want to. No, because the four people in her circle don't want a new direction. It's true. What we want is a better connection of our message uh, to uh, to 
working families in our country, and that clearly in the, in the election showed that that message wasn't coming through. But uh, we are united in terms of the security of our country, which is our first responsibility. It couldn't have been the message is bad. It must have been. It just didn't connect correctly. Mm-hmm. We didn't, didn't hear it enough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing to do with the quality mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. message because the quality mm-hmm. of the message is dynamite. Mm-hmm. To be smart and strong and not reckless in how we protect the American yes. people. Yes, not uh, reckless. Strong in how we uh, protect our economy. Here's, here's my question, though. Democrats, since 2008, the number... This is a good question. Numbers are ghastly for Democrats. In Senate, Democrats are down 10%. In the House, down 19.3%. And in governors, 35%. The Democrats are getting clobbered at every level over multiple elections. That seems like a real crisis well, for the party. you're forgetting that we, we were up 50... You know, we went up so high. <laughs> we got too, we, too much. Mm-hmm. Too much of us. Got so, so close get, to the sun. Right, we got to get it yeah. back. <clears throat> and it just happens to keep falling. We can't stop it. Yeah. Uh, in 2006 and 2008... And uh, let me just put the but that in perspective. Yes, please. Uh, when President Clinton was elected, the Republicans came in big in the next election. When President Bush was president, we came in big in the next ele- in the subsequent election. Yeah, uh, not the next one. It's the subsequent one. When President Obama became president, Obama. the Republicans came in big in the next yeah, election. Yeah, because you guys are idiots. Yes, my question is: the the, Demo- the Republicans reacted to their losses with a big revolution and a change. They have a very. I'll tell you what, Dickerson's got a fantastic voice. Yeah, he kind of sounds a... like Anderson Cooper, though. I kind of. Oh, but kept he's got—he's on... got much more timber, and he's got. A, I mean, it's a good. I wish that I want that voice. A new president at the top of their party now. You have somebody like Agricultural Secretary uh, Tom Vilsack saying that the Democratic Party is like a tree that, quote, looks healthy on the outside, but is in the throes of a slow and long-term demise. I would argue that it <laughs> doesn't look healthy on the outside. Yeah. No, I wouldn't think so. Because now, if, you, if, if you're a congressperson, do you, uh, do you get dental insurance? Why? Well, I'm just wondering oh, if, oh, if maybe... Oh, dentures should Well, fit? yeah. Wait, she's, yeah. A cra- she's a millionaire. Her husband is uber rich. They okay. should be able to afford it. So then that's as good as they can get? I mean, you can hear them chop. Every time it's horrible. Yeah, it's hard to listen okay. to her. Just wondering. Well, I have enormous respect for the secretary, but I'm more optimistic about the strength of the Democratic Party. Just because they part of them elected you again. Mm-hmm. And what I would say, because you talked about these numbers, uh, of some reasons uh, to be hopeful, uh, because it's necessary, because this is about policy. It's not about politics. No. Okay. No, no, no. <clears throat> What'd she just say? No. She just said it's about policy, not about politics. Now listen. It's about politics. Uh- <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Wait wow. a second. Let's go back. We talked about these numbers uh, of some reasons uh, to be hopeful uh, because it's necessary. Because I think this proves that she's lost her mind and should be kicked out of office instantly. She should resign because clearly she's lost her mind. You know, I wonder... I wonder if the Republican Party, through tons of money, extra money at California, to try to change just to change the makeup of it. Yeah, huh. in addition to what they spend around the rest of the nation, because of course what they're doing is they're trying to win the war, not just a battle. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they threw some resources at that battle, if um, if the Crip Keeper could be uh, maybe ejected from Mm. Congress. Well, they should try. 
just they're, just a they're thought. cowards though but listen to her this is about policy it's not about politics it's about politics uh <laughs> wow <laughs> this is black and it's white <laughs> that's what she said let's go back again this isn't black uh, because it's, it's white, necessary it, because, because this is black. about policy it's not about politics <clears throat> it's about politics uh, it, for some, mm -hmm. but for us, it's about protecting Medicare. Oh, oh then she tried to turn it off oh, for some. It's about policy. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah. Security, good paying jobs for America's workers, protecting a woman's right to choose issues that unify us. But let me just say this. And it Don't you think that the protecting a woman's right to choose mantra has failed for them? Yeah. I mean, but if you're looking at it from her point of view... <clears throat> what has changed in her life? Nothing. Nothing has changed. She's got the cushy cakewalk. Exactly. So what they're doing works for her. But Donald Trump was elected. Yes, I know. Over her female buddy. But how has that impacted her? Well, so clearly it's worked it has for That's her. True. Oh. Wait, are you saying she's just a narrow, selfish, centered, self-centered Horrific person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any time that a, a presidential, the, the change in president from one party to the next, the states receive an infusion of talent. President Obama going out of office, what? sadly not having President Clinton come in. Does she say now the states are going to get more talent because the new president's coming in and not Obama? What does she say there? I don't know. Play the game. The change in president from one party to the next. The states receive an infusion of talent. President Obama going out of office. So is it like a bank that just shells out talent as soon as the president changes? Oh, new president. There's some talent for you. Or are they talking talents like in the Bible? Uh, I don't know. Huh. All right, just checking. Sadly, not having President Clinton come in, but those Democrats will Did go she back months of governor. Yeah, oh yeah, she wanted uh, Bill Hillary to come in. Hillary's not a president. <laughs> oh no, no, no. She's saying it's sad that it wasn't a President Clinton. I think is what she's trying to say. Let's go back. To receive an infusion of talent, President Obama going out of office. Sadly, not having President Clinton come oh, in. Oh, she doesn't say but it that way, Democrats though. Yeah, she says it. Wants Bill. <laughs> That's right. Wow. That's it. Yes, she calls up Bill. Fusion of talent. President Obama going out of office. Sadly, not having President Clinton come in. She should have said not having a President Clinton come in. That yeah. would have made more sense. But those Democrats will go back, run for governor, run for Congress. State. No, they won't. It's not going to work. How many, okay, how many legislatures are democratically uh, held in the country right now? Do you know that number? Don't know. It's n virtually none. There are very few. Well, I'm sure California. Oh, okay, they don't count. But yeah, Oregon. California, New York, Oregon. Uh, although, are they fully both sides of the House and Senate? Not in Minnesota. No, Minnesota, went, their whole Congress now is red. Mm-hmm. And they got Dayton, who is the best <clears throat> rich Democrat congressman ever, or governor ever. Well, the reason why they have that is because Minneapolis... And oh, St. Sure. Paul. Yeah. Legislatures and the rest. And uh, Look that up. See uh, how many state legislatures are Republican. We will build up uh, the numbers that you're talking about there. Right. We're not going to build up the numbers, old Nancy. 
isn't Nancy kind of used as a slang term to call people in what is that? A Nancy? What do you call them? Um Nervous Nancy. There it is. Nervous Nancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought Nancy as in a like a pansy. Yeah. Okay. Might Hold be on the same here. thing. Uh well, I think we're going to grab this in just a minute. Um I can give you the numbers when you're ready. Yes, we'll we'll get there. When you're ready. Um <clears throat> anytime you're ready, yes, I can give yes, you those yes, numbers. You're right. Um this is the David Allen show now? for any of you that don't care or that do care. Uh thanks for listening. Uh, DavidAllenShow.com David Allen uh, on the Instagram I, uh, we've never put anything on Instagram but we have <laughs> we have a, a, an account uh, yes I know <laughs> it's so f- soon yeah 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 one day we'll have Patreon so people can pay us too yeah uh-huh. that's neat DavidAllenShow.com we'll be right back This is the David Allen Show. Once again, back, 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 back. So uh, before the break, we um, 
Uh, we were looking into something, but uh, first, this hour of the David Allen Show, sponsored by Apple's new sneaker. Don't worry, it comes in white and space gray, and it makes you think that you can jump. <laughs> All right, so um, the legislatures in America, yep, uh, in the, the these United States. How many of them are controlled uh, by the um, elephants? Uh, 32. About 50. Leaving 18. Yes. No. Yep. I do my math right. Uh, Leaving 18 potentially controlled by the donkey. Yeah. I'm not going to say the other. 13. Correct term. 13 to the um, rhymes with. Donkey. Oh, no, donkey. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, five split. So 32 Republican uh, okay. control. Okay, now, can you see those split states? Uh, who uh, who holds the governor? Who holds that mansion the governor lives in? I'm sorry? What's that? Of, of those five that are split, who? what is the governor? Which side is he on? Oh, Can you okay. tell that? Yeah, I should be able to. Yeah, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Colorado, it's Democratic. Uh, yeah. Um, Maine, it's Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I guess it's a kind of a coalition kind of thing with the split ones. Uh, Washington, it's Democrat. New York, oh, uh, wh- Democrat. What part of the uh, Congress in Washington do the Republicans hold? House or Senate? Washington. In Washington, the Democrats hold the House of Representatives and the state Senate. It says coalition. Twenty four R one D. So I'm not sure what they what they mean by that. <clears throat> no. Hmm. Interesting. So the problem like we were discussing during the break that the the Democratic Party is kind of holding itself up in some in the big urban areas only. Yeah, and I mean you have probably Chicago, Detroit, uh, Austin, Texas, Houston yep. is kind of a a blue, uh, L.A., San Francisco, New York. I bet Philadelphia. I don't know if they even count for numbers. Seattle. Yep. Other than that, I mean, they don't even have a, they don't even play. I mean, in South Dakota, if you were a Democrat on the ballot this year, you lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were several races in yep. the front of the House level where there were two spots open. So two Republicans, two Democrats ran for those. Yep. And exclusively, the both Republicans won. Yeah, the only Democrats that won were either uncontested in their race, which I don't really consider that a win, or and there was one one uh, ward that had, um, it was a tight tight race, and it was just a one one spot, one person going again, one one from each party, and it was a really really tight race, and the Democrat won, pulled that out. I don't know exactly where that's from, but. Hmm. I don't know why. I just found it for fun. You know, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. 
she was talking about how important it is to continue on the direction that they're going. Yes, because it works. Because it works. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, she comes from the land of fruits and nuts. And um, <laughs> um, the uh, this public relation firm and that... Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's not. It is... Uh, yeah, public. Uh, it's a Hollywood uh, public relations firm. They canceled their holiday parties. Um, it's called Sunshine Sacks. Uh, why is this thing locking up on me? Um, anyways, we might have to go. Oh, come on now. Thank you. If we have more than seven seconds of downtime, the affiliates kick to a commercial. Do they really? They do. Wow. <clears throat> we don't want that to happen. Here we go. The Hollywood uh, publicity firm Sunshine Sachs has canceled its annual bi-coastal holiday cele- uh, celebrations. Now, I'm astounded that they have a holiday celebration because that, I mean, what holiday are they talking about? Mm. You know, <clears throat> I suppose Kwanzaa. Anyways... As a gesture of support for immigrants, women, LGBT, QRS, T, Now, I heard you say a gesture. You mean like a the guy that comes in to sure. entertain the king? Yes. And then gets shot? Okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and the decision was a gesture to defend the values we hold dear. So, rather than having... And th- this, uh, this public relations firm... Um, I think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio? Yeah, Natalie Portman and Mm -hmm. some others uh, they support. Anyways, listen to the... Okay, now, how did they say it? The decision to cancel it and donate this money was to defend the values we hold dear. Who did they donate to? Well, I'm going to list them. (laughs) I mean, clearly it would be like across the board. It would be values held by everyone, right? Um, Advancement Project. Not sure who they are. What What was it called? Advancement Project. The second one, though, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with, American Civil Liberties Union. Ah, yes, yes, a very bipartisan group. Yes. Um, Number three was Number Cut Fuddy Fifty. Number Cut Fifty. You know, the pound sign, cut 50? Not sure. Uh, th- that'd be a hashtag. Okay, hashtag You call that cut. hashtag cut 50. So what are you cutting, 50%? Ah, emissions! Ah, ah, ah there we gotta go. Gotta be. All right. How about Emily's List? Ooh. Emily's List. Yeah, uh, hashtag cut50.org, uh, humanizing the narrative and pursuing transformative legislation. Whatever. Of what? We don't know, but anyway, go ahead. It's got a picture of Obama shaking hands with somebody. Good for him. Okay, carry on. I'm happy. Next. Um, Emily's List. Oh, that is the that pro-abortion a... list. Oh, okay. Is that what that means? I'm not sure, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Hold on, I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking. I'm just getting, I'm, I'm prepping here. Emily is Craig's sister. Ah. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, em- okay, the front page Emily's list, Ignite Change. Um, welcome our new senators. Welcome our new Congress, including six women of color. Add your name to welcome them to Congress. Uh, thanks to Hillary, the glass ceiling has 60 million more cracks in it. <laughs> that means they're saying she got 60 million votes. No. Uh-huh. No. Anyway, okay, that's Emily's list. Yeah, we'll, we'll read about that in a minute. Carry on. Uh, Environmental Defense Fund. Oh, good, yeah. M- mental, I think, is correct. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, first thing that comes up when you search in the uh, a non-biased Google. The uh, EDF. Every Town for Gun Safety. Oh, is that Bloomberg's thing? No, you don't know. Um, Everytown.org. Who? Yeah, Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. Vomit. Flint Water Fund. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 That's United Way Genesee.org. Okay. Forward slash Flint Water Fund. How about this one? Homeboy Industries. Yes. That's right. Homeboy Industries. Provides hope, training, and support to formerly gang-involved and previously incarcerated men and women, allowing them to redirect their lives. Well, that's not necessarily And become contributing members of society. But they call it homeboy, and it's for women. Is that not sexist? mm, Is that not sexist by nature? Absolutely, absolutely. They should. They should be banned. Banned. That yeah. does not hold to the values of the Uber left. So there's one that I could uh, potentially, depending upon what they actually do, support. Okay, the next one is human rights campaign. Ugh. Now these people pick really good names for these things. Yeah. So it's hrc.org. Okay. Hillary Rodham. <laughs> I, no, I was going to say. It's got their brand is an equal sign. I wonder what they're uh, for. Um, homosexuality. Human. Homosexuality. Yes, human, next. Homos- human, yeah. yeah. Because there's no nowhere else in, in nature. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Um, immigrant Defense Fund. Defending immigrants since 2016. From what? IMMdefense.org. There you go. It's the Immigrant Defense Project. Is that correct? Well, this says Immigrant oh, Defense Fund. Oh, man. Maybe they're going to the wrong thing. Okay. International Rescue Committee. So these are... Okay. How much dollars are we giving? Does it have that list? How much money they're giving? Uh, no. Are they giving these things like 10 bucks? No, I think it's a lot because it is a... It is a... A party on both coasts and draw up to 500 people, a mixture of Whoa, entertainment and up media to professionals. 500 people? A mix of entertainment, media professionals, producers, and the firm's own clients. So it's going to be a lot of money. Wait, no, but the guests are five, there's 500 guests? Yeah. That's it? That's nothing. Yeah, but it's like Leonardo, oh, whatever, so and Natalie. dollars a plate meal. Yeah. I'm sure. Natalie Port Person? Port per Yes. Port. See? Yeah. Yeah, you can't, can't uh, do that by their logic. Z. Poor, poor Z. Natalie Port Z. 
What if it's Zer? Zer. Or Zay. That which must not be named. Yeah. <clears throat> it. Um, Natalie Portet. Now the next one. Okay. What what have we hit? We've hit. Oh, well, I'll read them off to you. Uh, Adv- Advancement Project. American Centers for Law and you No. Liberty Union. So communism. Cut 50, which is popularizing the idea that we can smartly and safely reduce the number of people in our prisons and jails by 50%. Well, no, I thought that had something with global warming, but that's cutting people. So it's just letting people out. Oh, it's cutting the people in jail. Yeah. uh, So release them. It's easy. Open the door for half the day and you're good. Sure. Sure. Okay. Emily's uh, list. Uh-huh. Uh, That's different than Angie's. The e- yeah, the EDF, Environmental Defense Fund, everytown.org, which is a keep guns out of everyone's hands. Oh, sorry. Side note. Did you see the police chief of uh, was Austin, Texas? They had a shooting thingy down there uh-uh. or something. He's calling for, uh, if, you're, if, you, if your neighbor is a gun enthusiast, tell us about it because we might want to vet that guy. Wow. Well, if they, if they have guns, if you... Still, Texas. You yeah. can open carry in that country. Yeah, in that but country. I mean, there's more Jews in uh, Florida than there are in New York City, right? Or New York. Cause and that has what to do with Texas? Well. And guns? Migration. The the, uh, well, the Austin. liberal. Austin is the communist part of Texas. Exactly. And people from up north who are tend to be more Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. The Flint. Go down south. The Flint Water Fund. Uh, here's their thing. The United Way of Genesee County has set up this fund for the purchase of filters, bottled water, emergency support services, and prevention efforts. 100% of the fund is used for these projects, and no administrative fee is assessed. No, I don't mind that. No. I, that I, makes some sense. I, why don't they, like, build a water purification facility? Because wouldn't that... Shh. You know, economy of scales. La, 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 la. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So we've hit Sorry. all these. And then, well, then we got Homeboy Industries. Homeboy. Okay. At Human Rights Campaign, Immigrant Defense Org, and International Rescue Committee. I said that one, right? No. Oh, I thought I said that one. No. I don't want that file. Okay, so that is what? Let's see. Rescuing. Internationals. International No, it's just a committee to rescue them. It's fine. So forget everybody else. We just. Uh, it's called rescue.org. Okay. Now, more than ever, the IRC needs you. Make a tax-deductible gift to help vulnerable families caught in the world's worst humanitarian crises to survive America and rebuild their Trump. lives. Your gift will also help refugees. Welcome to the U.S. Yes, I'd like to make a tax-deductible donation of $35. Donate with, and you can click the button. Well, the next one is Muslim Aid America. Wow. Okay. I'm sensing I know what that one's about. MuslimAid.org. Aid to Muslims in America. Donate now. It's serving humanity. MuslimAidUSA.org. An urgent cause. Ready? Child sponsorship. We believe every child matters. That is why Muslim aid. End of sentence. 
Okay. About Muslim Aid. Muslim Aid America is an international humanitarian organization which provides help to people who are victims of natural disasters or conflicts or suffering from poverty, hunger, disease, illiteracy, discrimination, oh, discriminations in their homelessness, debt, debt, unemployment, injustice, deprivation, or lack of skills and economic opportunity. And are so Muslim. So you don't have any skills. Doesn't say anything about being Muslim. You don't have any skills. And are Muslim. So we're we're gonna bail you out. Are you kidding? Well, can, can you dig a hole? Good. Here's a shovel. It, I mean, it could be like in India, uh, untouchables will get into debt because they can't read and they sign contracts. Okay. You know, so it could potentially be something like that. Um, Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The next one, um, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Oh, really? Hate crime people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like They're Dr. Good. James Dobson yes, and, on there. Yep. and Focus on the Family are extremists. <clears throat> the Southern Poverty Law Center. SPLcenter.org. Yeah. The Trevor Project. What university is this? What? That's giving the money to all these orgs? It's not a university. What is it? It is Hollywood pub- publicity firm Sunshine Sachs. So it's a Hollywood. Sunshine Sachs? Yeah, S-A-C-H-S. Like Sachs Fifth Avenue? Yes. And there's only two more. There's the Trevor Project, O-R. We've got that one. And the White Helmets. Ah, no way. What are they? We've heard about them on the New Agenda show. They are terrible. Uh-huh. I I would imagine that just about all of these are terrible. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Whitehelmets.org. You think by definition that would be a racist organization? Exactly. White supremacist. Maybe, maybe Steve Bannon runs or that, Oppression.org. Oppression.org, yeah. This website's um, so good, it's not even loading. But giving them money is to defend a... the values they hold dear. So, the values. Ooh. Oh, the, that the Trevor Project holds dear. No, no, no. no. Sunshine, Bag, Sunshine Sachs. Sachs. So, they are. If you go to sunshinesacks.com, uh, there's a store in New York, Los Angeles, D.C., and Austin, Texas, conveniently. They have no website other than the list of their where their stores are. Well, it's not really stores. They um, what? It should it, it's a PR firm. So they have a PR firm in those four cities. Yes, they do. <clears throat> this company and its players are a bit of a mystery. <laughs> no kidding. They're everywhere and nowhere. Getting a company history is difficult, especially since all they have for a website is an electronic business card. Their confidence is enticing. Hailing from Long Island and graduating from Cornell University, Ken Sunshine entered the 1970s social and political public relations stage in New York. His last name is Sunshine? Yeah. He served as political advisor to some notable figure figures. They ranged from presidential candidate George McGovern to New York City Mayor David Dinkins where one of his responsibilities was to manage the young Bill de Blasio, 
Parlaying his consulting expertise in politics into mainstream PR, Sunshine founded Ken Sunshine Consultants in 1991. In addition to his private sector clientele, he continued to advise political figures like Governor Mario Cuomo and Governor Andrew Cuomo in their respective New York State gubernatorial campaigns. Ken Sunshine consulted for top-tier clients like Barbara Streisand, National Healthcare Workers Union, and the 1992 Democratic National Convention. How do you consult for the Democratic National Convention? Um... Oh, he worked alongside former U.S. Secretary of Commerce Ron Brown, then chairman of the Democratic Party. Oh, before he was murdered Perhaps. by Hillary. Ah, In 2002, Sunshine partnered with Sean Sachs to co-found the groundbreaking PR firm Sunshine Sachs. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Sachs graduated from the University of Colorado Boulder in 95 before staffing for North Dakota Senator So he's white Byron trash. Dorgan. He didn't graduate from an Ivy League. He then successfully held an advisory position on the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. Over the past decade and a half, the firm has represented a celebrity client list that is the envy of everyone that knows better. Such as Ben Flack, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jason Statham, Natalie Port It, and Michael Jackson's estate. And Justin Timberlake. The wardrobe malfunction with Janet Jackson was Sunshine Sachs' highly controversial work. Sunshine Sachs is headquartered in Madison on Madison Avenue in New York City and has expanded nationwide with offices that include Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and Austin, Texas. Sunshine Sachs remains a top PR and communications agency, and quietly over the decades, the firm has kept pace with technology, embracing the power to change the world, shape cultures, and create new business models of success in the world of PR. The firm is so valuable to high-profile clients because they practice for themselves what they provide, discretion. Recently, they have branched out into a production company that will create content for digital, TV, and film. This, everybody, is real news. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, those are the values. So clearly, well, yeah. I mean, if they live on the Democratic side of the aisle. So clearly, this is this is proof. This Nancy Pelosi should jump on this because this is what, I mean, this is the connection they're missing out. This clearly, is their clientele. Clearly who they're missing. What yeah. they're finding is the only people that care about all of this bullcrap live in New York City, live in L.A., live in Washington, D.C., live in Austin, Chicago. Texas, Chicago. Nowhere else does anyone give a crap about this. Yes. 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 So there it is. Yes. Ain't that the truth? I was thinking about um, the fake news. Mm. Um, the uh, the education system has been polluted by Ooh, this you are intimately involved crack. in this, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Let's have it. Um, I I I find it interesting that you have Common Core, that you have this liberal narrative that's that's thrown down people's throats. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, in um in a social studies class when it talks about uh the founding of America, um there was uh ten pages of notes and almost half of it of the founding of America from um um the 
the Pilgrims coming or or the discovery of America until the start of the American Revolution. 50% or so was about how blacks were mistreated and how women were horribly treated and how Native Americans were horribly treated. So of that 200, well, I guess it's 150 years, what they want the kids to know is how horrible our relatives, our ancestors were and what an abominable uh, way they treated other people. And then you get into the American Revolution, <clears throat> and there's a hammering about how um, uh, Abigail Adams, John Adams' wife, was trying to get him to, uh, at the beginning of the American Re Revolution, try to uh, um, get them, get him to uh, try to expand liberty for women and for blacks, and John Adams callously rejected it because he was more concerned about winning the war than and having unity than helping people who, you know, were horribly mistreated. <clears throat> so that's just one example. So you have the education system that is throwing this down their throats that is evidently not doing a good enough job to educate people for them to go out and find out what is true and false. And these same people are just too stupid to know what is true and false. They're so stupid. They've had access um, to the education system for however many years, and the product of this education are too stupid to know what is true and false. <laughs> yep. I don't know. What do you say? Nothing. You well, can't say you anything. Can't. They, well, first of all, they're not willing to listen. And I got a clip from Van Jones here in a second that is just, it shows the insanity of what they're doing. This from Hillary Clinton today also, a little bit more, I think. The epidemic of malicious fake news and false propaganda that flooded social media over the past year. Mm, maybe this it's is now it. clear that so-called fake news can have real-world consequences. Okay, we heard this. It's just a different this take. This isn't about politics or partisanship. <laughs> Lives are Murmur. Murmur. Wait a second. I thought Nancy Pelosi said it was about politics. It wasn't, but it was, right? Yeah. So Hillary's wrong. Pre sorry, President Clinton's wrong. President, yes. ...go about their days to do their jobs, contribute to their communities. It's a danger that must be addressed and addressed quickly. Mm-hmm. Bipartisan legislation is making its way through no. to boost the government's response to foreign propaganda. And Silicon Valley is starting to grapple with the challenge and threat of fake news. Yeah, okay. So, uh, if you listen to no, the to most recent No Agenda show, which happened today, um, Max Kaiser. Yes, Max Kaiser. Yes. It has a show that yep. is broadcast on RT, Russia Today. Yep. And he's he, in Europe. He's like in correct. Paris, I think. Yeah. Him and his wife, I, be, I guess, um, were in Austin and had dinner and interviewed Adam Curry for his show. Really? Yeah. Um, and they went out and they, they know each other for, from other stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I guess Max has been on John C. Dvorak's TV show back in the day. He had a show called Silicon Spin, I believe, on tech TV back in the huh. day. Anyway. Uh, so they have some connection there. Anyway, so he interviewed him. Interesting to note 
that, you know, Russia today is like the epitome of fake news, you know, propaganda, yep. according to the administration and our local televisions in America. According to these people. <clears throat> right. Well, turns out that Max Kaiser's show is not produced by RT. It is paid for and produced by, guess, CIA. Nope. Um, Where does every news organization get their actual real on the ground AP? news from? The Associated Press. So the Associated and Press. And they sell it to RT. Are you kidding? The Associated, Associated Press, Press produces, produces Max, Max Kaiser's show. What? And I believe Tom Brokaw's show, um, uh, Larry King's show on there. What? And so then they just sell it to RT. So how in the world can we, we be so mad at oh, Russia today? It's just propaganda. But our Wait. bastion of like journalistic freedom, the Associated Press. Have you seen the Max Kaiser show? No. You've never listened to a show? Not really, no. Well, unless it's changed, it was like a more uh, genteel version of Alex Jones. <laughs> I mean, Max Kaiser is somebody who rants and raves against against the the powers that be and and uh, the Federal Reserve and all the rest of it. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. That blows According me Curry, away. Yeah. Crazy. I used to I used to listen to him all the time. Huh. I mean, he would be he would be in the same classification as Alex Jones before, I mean, you know, maybe a few years ago. You know. Wow. Hmm. That ooh, that's disturbing. Well, if you think about it, what does that what does that say? About they're playing both sides. The, well, sure, or they're just opportunists. Which yeah, it makes more sense. But apparently, yeah, R- but but I guess RT doesn't uh, use the same, or they don't own their locations. They rent, they lease space and gear, like the studio. Really? And so I guess they do one, and then as soon as they're done, they have to get out because the next TV station comes in for their shows. Really? Um, what is it? Uh, it's on the. Listen to the No Agenda show yeah, I'm, today. Yeah, I'm going to. I just didn't have time. It's totally uh, worth. Yeah, that piece. It's the early first half, first half of the show, I think. <clears throat> but yeah, that's kind of kind of nuts. That blows me away. I know, but they, you know the whole thing. White House. Well, but is it John Kirby, the Pentagon spokeshole? Yeah, it's, no, State Department. Um, you know, he rips Spokes apart tool. Guyane Chichikan. Yeah. Because she's the RT. Well, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lump you in the same place as our, as our people. Yeah. But our AP people beside her, who just, well, what's his name? Matt. He's the AP. He's AP yeah, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's nuts. So then the AP has, has been infiltrated by the Russians. You could look it, at it that way. Okay. That's what it is. That's what it is. Now, we should keep an eye on that. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, we should keep an eye on it and see if there's any rumblings about that. Hmm. That blows me away. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you know who Peter Schiff is? Yeah. Peter Schiff is a lot like... Do you know who Martin Armstrong is? No. 
You've never heard of oh, Martin? Oh, uh, the name sounds a little familiar. He was is he, he was in, in prison for is he an African American? No. Oh, never mind. Different guy. No, he was a uh, a finance guy back in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands, <clears throat> and he uh, he was held in contempt of court and in, sent to prison for contempt of court for like ten or eleven years, and they finally released him. I mean, it's just horrible injustice. Um, but he has, uh, if you ever want want some good information about economics and stuff like that, and what's go, what's gonna be coming up, go to Mar- uh, Martin Armstrong. Um, hmm. But like Max Kaiser is in the same league as those guys, which again, it just blows me away that the AP would. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, I can. Uh, uh, we can move on anytime. I'm just sitting here with my head blown. <laughs> Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross responds to a disaster, providing shelter and meals to families in need. We depend on your year-end donation to do this critical work. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make a donation that'll change someone's life. Hey, um... Since we're talking about menudos, la Cruz Roja Americana responde. un destatre proporcionando refugio. Sorry, can't keep going. No, you can't go near that fast. Well, come on, put your back into it. Did you hear uh, what France started doing? So we're talking about how. Um, the government is, in a sense, when they start talking about fake news, that is a form of censorship. Uh, they're trying to shut people down, shut information down. Well, France, they're cracking down on pro-life websites. Did you hear about this? No. Um, there's an article that says France's socialist government is attempting to crack down on pro-life activists by criminalizing online advocacy at odds with the nation's abortion regime. And on Thursday, the French National Assembly passed a bill that makes it a crime to post information online that challenges abortion. They passed a bill that makes it a crime. What? To post information online that challenges abortion. Pro-life activists who continue to operate operate online face up to two years in prison and a fine of more than $30,000. The bill is an expansion of, an, of a 1993 law that penalized giving out false information or physically blocking those seeking abortion from entering clinics. The bill passed by French lawmakers will punish web operators who post material considered. Now, I'm going to tell you what they quote. Tell me how much it sounds like the fake news stuff. Okay. The French lawmakers will publish web operators who post material considered to be, quote, deliberately misleading. Oh, that's every newscast. Intimidating or exerting psychological or moral pressure. The French legislation follows a controversy that erupted after the French government blocked an advertisement featuring smiling children with Down syndrome because it could dredge up feelings of guilt from women 
who decided to abort babies diagnosed with a genetic condition. About 96% of all babies diagnosed with a condition are aborted in France. Wow. 96%. The two-minute ad featured testimony from Down syndrome children and adults, as well as their parents explaining that they were capable of living full and happy lives. In November, a French court upheld the ban, saying the video would disturb the conscience of women who, in accordance with the law, have made personal life choices. So they're just saying women are stupid and are unable to cope with anything that might disturb them. Yeah. Right? Evidently. How is this not anti-feminist? Exactly. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup, right? But it is France. I mean, our revolution went one way. Their revolution went the complete opposite direction, and they still haven't recovered after, you know, 250 years. So, Want to make a difference, a Mm. dramatic difference in someone's life? (laughs) Canine Companions for Independence needs volunteer puppy raisers. For your information, for more information, call 1-800-572-BARK or visit us on the web at cci.org. Bark. Bark. Raise a puppy to change a life. Canine Companions for Independence, the national nonprofit organization training assistance dogs for people with disabilities, is looking for volunteer puppy raisers. For more information... Don't forget 1-800-572-BARK or visit on the web at cci.org. If you go to cci.com, you get ammunition to take that dog out when it's not working well. (laughs) (laughs) These are actual PSAs, by the way. Right. I'm serious. I have a uh, a friend who married somebody from um, yeah, how nice for you from a country in Europe that's predominantly Muslim and uh, a what? Muslim person. Yes, ah. he married a a Muslim. <gasps> yep, but it's more cultural. Anyways, ways. <laughs> Anyways. 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 Uh, part of the the culture at least traditionally, was they have a thing called blood feuds. So if you kill somebody from my family, I can kill, I'm going to go and try to kill somebody from yours. You get to kill them, right? Yes. Well, sort of. They would still exact revenge on you, but there was an expectation that you would extract revenge by killing somebody in your family. Anyways... If one, if a, if, if a guy membered, uh, married a uh, a young lady from another family, before they got married, the father would give the husband one bullet. And if his wife, if the father's daughter dishonored her new husband, he could use that one bullet to shoot and kill her, and it would not invoke a blood feud. Which tells you the Muslim view of women. Um, anyways, they don't really do They're that anymore. for peace. <laughs> yes, religion of peace. 
anyways, when my friend went on the, on wedding on the wedding day, he walked up to he his got given a bullet. His father-in-law and he asked him where his bullet was. No. <laughs> yeah. Did he get? Did the guy laugh? No. Yeah, he laughed. Okay. Yeah. And then he shot him. <laughs> ah, you you laugh. Oh, oh. That's funny. One bullet, we give you a magazine. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I for one, am glad that my daughter is raised in a, um, at least you nominally shel- you sheltered her. Is that what you're saying? No, you're that glad you've she's sheltered not, her. Mm-hmm. She's not raised you're sheltered. in a Muslim. Sheltered Muslim with spring Islam! just around the corner. La, 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 la. Sorry, maybe you're thinking about getting back into shape. What about your car? It's Round, also the perfect season of shape. to consider your car's health and the air. It's a fact. Regular car maintenance improves gas mileage and performance, which helps reduce air pollution. A well-tuned car also prevents traffic congestion caused by breakdowns. So keep it up, because it all adds up to cleaner air. I'm sorry. The people who write these things, they're not from Minnesota and South Dakota, right? Evidently not, because I'm I'm not... Too much against uh, some global warming. Your mom always told you to go outside and get some fresh air. That was good advice, as usual. So go ahead, take a walk, and take your bike out for a spin instead of your car. By choosing alternative ways to get around, you'll not only feel better and save money, but you'll be doing your part to help reduce traffic congestion and air pollution. So keep it up, because it all adds up to cleaner air. Sponsored by who? Uh, Your neighborhood car store and the Federal Highway Administration. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Are you planning a road trip? Um, yes. When you hit the road this summer, remember these tips to help save money and clean the air. When, you're ga- when you gas up, don't top off. Stop when you hear the click. And you'll prevent air pollution... Air, sorry, you'll prevent air polluting gas spills on you and the ground. Also, refuel in the evening when it's cooler outside. Gassing up in the summer heat generates air polluting vapors. But if you fill up at night, do your part. It's easy. So keep it up because it all adds up to cleaner air. Yeah. Burma shave. <laughs> <laughs> Be a smooth operator this summer. I don't know why it's during the summer. Go easy on the brake and gas pedals when you approach those traffic lights and stop signs. Stopping and accelerating gradually not only gives you a smoother ride, it saves gas, and that's good for the air and you. Why is that good for the air? Keep it up because it all adds up to cleaner air. (laughs) But wait, there's more. Uh, But wait, don't get stuck idling in your car again this summer. Avoid those gas-guzzling delays by driving when the traffic's lighter, because your boss will understand. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't come to work on time because the traffic was heavy. When you steer clear of peak travel times, you'll not only save money and eliminate stress, you'll also be doing your share to reduce air pollution and traffic congestion, so keep it up, because it all adds up to cleaner air. Sponsored by Al Gore. Ah. Federal Highway Administration. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on, that was your cue. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Biding my time. All right. So have you ever heard of the Trump 10? The Trump, is that uh, the weight that you gain? After? <laughs> it is. It is? If, oh, because you, you if, ride more? You don't care as much about air pollution? No. And, oh. If you have gained 10 or more pounds since the election, it's called the Trump 10 because you're so depressed. depressed. You <laughs> eat too much. Huh. But that's not the scary thing. Um, there, there was actually a, a gal wrote an article about this, and I heard it on the news in Minnesota. She's so depressed that she's she's not um, breeding anymore. She's she's not having any more children. Well, she's not having any more. She's not procreating anymore. Oh, because she's too depressed. And there was some odd things she said. Uh, a lot of people are this way. They're just not having sex anymore. And she called it extinction level. Non-activity. Well, maybe for her family, but wow. And so they're not doing it because they're depressed? Yeah. Or or is it because they don't want children to grow up in such a horrible environment? Well, all men are just disgusting to her now. Oh. Because she's too depressed. Well. And she wrote an article about it. I would have to say that. Uh, any potential fu- future suitors, um, you just missed a bullet. So, yay for that. Well, Joy Behar from The View. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> addressed that concept. Yeah. She said, yes. Have you noticed that your wife is disgusted by the side of you lately? Would she rather get a root canal than see you naked? Well, you shouldn't have voted for Trump, okay? <clears throat> Behar cited one therapist who said her clients have, quote, lost their sex drive since Trump won. Is it because the, men? The therapist called it the Trump bedroom backlash. <laughs> yeah. it's, I... it's Trump causing, is, is Trump causing electile dysfunction, she says? Oh, ho, 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 she's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joy Behar, everybody. She's a lawyer. What? I think she was a lawyer. Well, good thing it worked out. What? That, t- that tells you something. I think she is. Let me find out. Could be wrong. Recovery from substance use and mental disorders benefits everyone. And the road to recovery is now more accessible. This September, celebrate National Recovery Month and call 1-800-662-HELP for information and treatment referral. I thought you were going to say something about it's good for the environment or the air. Yes. Because it all adds up to clean air. Your eyes are the windows to your health. Schedule an eye exam to see if you're one of the 11 million Americans who has a common vision problem that can easily be corrected. Remember, healthy eyes make for a healthier you, and it all adds up to cleaner air. <laughs> no, Joey Behar, she... Joey? Yeah, whatever. If she ever... Yeah. Anyways, uh, she's got a, a master's degree in English education. 
Really? From nineteen in nineteen sixty six. Too bad her com- com- her comedy is not working either. Her comedy. Her comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of their comedy is working. Not really. No. No. Did, have you ever watched? Have you ever sat down and watched the View? No, I can't. Have you? Just a little. I. I've seen clips from it, but not a show. Uh, yeah, I. I just. That's mm. ah. I mm. I suppose it's like Bill Mayer, Meyer, whatever. Mar Mar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those are. Oh, yeah, preachy. Have you <laughs> preachy? Been, here, here you I mean, they're preaching to the choir, but um, I've gotten more sensitive to though. When I when I see like the view and Bill Mayer, Mar Mar whatever Mer Mer Frankincense America, when I see when I see their argumentation and whatnot, I become uh, more sensitive to conservatives who act the same way, and I think it does a, a really big disservice when conservatives um, come up with some really. Uh, when when they focus their attention primarily on making fun of the other person rather than making uh attacking their Give the me arguments an <clears throat> um like uh like me making fun like I did earlier of uh what's her face um the crypt keeper um uh minority speaker of the house or or democratic Harold Reid no no um the girl Oh, 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 uh, Nancy yeah. Pelosi. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Now, me making fun of her, <clears throat> I felt bad after I was doing that because that is an example of... Exa- thank you, thank <laughs> you. <clears throat> it's an example of uh, what, like, The View does. They're, they're not making a case. They're just trying to mock people. And this whole thing about uh, sex and Trump... Is ridiculous. Um, we call it treks. Treks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I've gotten more sensitive to uh, like if conservatives make fun of liberals in that in that fashion. Mm. Well, how nice for you to be so elitist and above it all. Thank you. You're well, so much better than everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad you said that. Because now I don't have to say oh, that. Oh, good. Yep. So, what you reading? There stands a structure old and gray Among the hills not far away T'was built in 1877 And the Wapiton Indians And to the Wapiton Indians given it was there the Reverend Daniel Renville preached, tried, and dusky braves to teach about our Father and his love, and of his home in heaven above. On Sabbath mornings, bright and clear, the bell would wake the echoes near. The far away, the sound would roll and seem to reach one's very soul. It was on the spring of 85, we to the Indian church did drive. To mingle with the red men there And hear their voices raised in prayer Their ushers met us at the door Conducted us across the floor 
and placed us in the foremost row where all the whites were sure to go. The organ pealed a low soft air, played by an Indian lad whose hair was blacker than a raven's wing, and then we heard the choir sing. The words we could not understand, but the melody was something grand. If you've never heard an Indian sing, you can't appreciate the thing. The sermon then we listened to, and just before we rose to go, an Indian mother meek and mild stepped forward with her infant child, and there before the morning sun the pastor baptized the little one. But this was in the early days, the Indians all have moved away and left the building to decay, yet it stands there as before. Rank grass now grows around the door, dust and cobwebs are on the floor. Yet on its doorstep, old and gray, you still may stand and look away. Across the valley, rich and rare, its groves of trees and grain fields fair. You see afar the farmer's herds and all the busy little bergs. Ravello, Alby, and Labolt, far to the east, you see Mount Tom in majesty. Among the hills to the northwest, the little town of Twinbrooks rests. And the day is very and if the day is very clear, Big Stone and Ortonville seem to appear. Nearer by so sung and neat, you see Millbank, the county seat. And straight to the south, not far away, you see the Indian cemetery. Cemetery. Preserve the church, oh yes, why not? Old settlers love the dear old spot. "'Tis known to all, both far and wide, "'it's often served them as a guide. "'So t'was the happy thought of O.P.J. "'and H.S.V., I'm sure you will agree, "'to save the church and symmetry "'so that all might come and see. "'We planned a friendly meeting there, "'July the 4th, the day proved fair. "'And many people gathered there "'to spread their lunch upon the ground. "'They laughed and chatted and were gay, "'scarcely what? though... What? About the day when Indians wild roamed the hills and looked upon them as their home. It was here, beneath the noonday sun, we met the Reverend Williamson, the man who 70 years ago was born in Lacaparle, you know. He came among those Indians wild as one of Minnesota's first white child. He told us all about this spot and wakened memories long forgot. Of what the Indians used to wear and how they dressed their jetty hair. He told us of their wondrous deeds, their superstitions, and their creeds. He told us of their idols one by one and of their worship of the sun. And then he told in simple words about the Indians' thunderbird and how the men roamed the plains below to hunt the elk and buffalo. Twas a tale not soon forgot, and we'll always love this dear old spot. And now on day, now our day is almost done. And we'll be starting homeward one by one, feeling happy and content. Our day has been so very well spent. When was that written? The Old Indian Church. That's the name of it? Yep. When was it written? Who, who wrote it? Mm, that's a good question. It would have been in the eighteen hundreds. This from a book I just acquired yesterday. One hundred years in Grant County, South Dakota, eighteen seventy eight to nineteen seventy eight. Hmm. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. 
little little window into the soul of this county that we that we call home. Yeah, back when the uh, first settlers came here, uh, it was there wasn't a tree anywhere around here. It was all, no, there is there's a lot of talk of dust bowl during the thirties and dirty thirties, just bad, horrible. And back. You could see um, if there was, they used to have these enormous um, brush fires, and you could see the fires like three days before it would hit. And beforehand, you'd have to That's crazy. either try to outrun it mm-hmm. or burn out a, a, uh, an area so that it would go around you. <clears throat> this is the David Allen Show. <clears throat> DavidAllenShow.com. Hey, that's us. Indeed. We're coming back for one more crazy segment of the show. It is December 8th. We're coming up to the end of 2016. I can't really believe that. Yeah, isn't that weird? Mm Mm-hmm. That's astonishing. DavidAllenShow.com
is my pusher. Really? The Crystal Method. Really? That's name? I'm playing words. <laughs> kind of cool to reminisce and walk down the old memory, memory lane. lane. Yeah. Jinx. Jinx. Yes. Okay, Here we go. Ready? Buddy. Buckle up. I'm very curious about you. Van Jones. Because all the um, men in your family, your sons, everybody voted for Trump. You uh, went down. You voted for every. Yeah, you went down. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you went down. Who's he talking uh, to? He's talking to a couple, a husband wife couple. Okay. On his show called uh, The Messy Truth. Are they black? On the ba- nope, white. Okay. He's got a beard. She's wearing a black dress. Ballot. But when it came to the presidency, Down. what'd you do? I didn't vote for anybody. You didn't vote for Listen anybody. Listen to Van anybody. Jones. But you are a woman. I, and you are a Democratic woman. And Hillary Clinton, as best I, I can tell, I get is that. a woman. Hmm. Are you kidding? Who cares? Why does that matter? Because it's all about identity politics for Democrats. <laughs> I don't get it. She scared me. Donald scared me, so I just, my morals could not allow me to mark, like I told you, she did her job in making me not want to vote for Trump. Mm. All those scary things about what he says. But she did not do her job in showing me why I should vote for her. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's a heartbreaker, I think, for a lot of Democrats to hear. I'm what very is that? Curious. What does that mean? It's a heartbreaker. You cause a lot of Democrats heartbreak. Really? Oh, you're a woman, Democratic woman, and you didn't vote for the woman? Well, it makes sense to them. How come? Okay, why? Okay, by their logic, I'm a a man. I should only vote for the man, right? Well, you don't no, really sh- count. That's you're, right, I'm white. You're a white Clearly. male, so Clearly. they're not interested in anything you have to say. So <clears throat> now you can just sit down and take it, and that's fine. But anything else? No, they're not interested. On Monday, BuzzFeed celebrated anti-white racism Ugh. in a piece titled 19 School PowerPoint Presentations that gave zero Fs. and not the grade, in which the liberal publication touted photos of messages that bash white people, such as the always hilarious white tears and the declaration that, quote, white people are a plague to the planet. Obviously, if, quote, white were changed to black, BuzzFeed would rightfully condemn such disgusting racist behavior. But it says white, so it's applauded. Slideshows are the best way to express anger, reads the subheadline. Some of the presentations idiotic, idiotically refute the idea that racism is possible against white people. So-called, quote, reverse racism is, a non-existent, is as non-existent as Bigfoot, apparently. Other messages are more overt, such as the classic white people plague the planet slide. Here are 19 of their examples. White people are the plague to the planet. White tears. How white people plagued society. Bigfoot, unicorns, reverse racism. What do they all have in common? On top of the fighting, per- on top of fighting perceived racism with more racism, BuzzFeed has been keeping busy with other ventures. Last week, the publication went on a witch hunt for D-list celebrity Christians. 
They read the Bible. Or as Daily Wire editor-in-chief Ben Shapiro perfectly called it, thought fascism. BuzzFeed attacked HGTV stars Chip and Joanna Gaines for attending a church which does not support same-sex marriage in a piece called, we don't care. We talked about that last show. <laughs> we talked about that in the last episode uh, yo, of the David Allen show. We don't care. No, we don't care. Yo. But then, I found this a little interesting. Getting right along. I heard what you well, were every, saying. You're doing it again. You are doing it again. I don't care. You are doing it again. It's wrong. You are you doing it again. Persecuted her for standing you're out. You are doing it again. Persecuted him for standing out. The only change that ever happens is when people stand out and I am stuck out. Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. Are you in any physical danger here? Are you in any physical danger here? Here. Are you? Are you here? Is that girl in any physical danger here? Emmett Till was hanged by his neck after he was beaten almost to death simply because he said made a statement to a white woman. What's she crying about? Does he have a <laughs> she got called out, I don't know. For People at this institution... You've made your point, Eric. Yeah, thank you very much. What is my point that I've made? You can't make generalizations about any place because there's racism everywhere. That's right. And while it may be... Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. 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 You don't come back in here until you've apologized to every person in this room. Because you just exercised a freedom that none of these people of color have. When these people of color get tired of, ra of racism, they can't just walk out because there's no place in this country where they aren't going to be exposed to racism. They can't even stay in their own homes and not be exposed to racism if they turn on the television. But you, as a white female, when you get tired of being judged and treated unfairly on the basis of your eye color, you can walk out that door. And you know it won't happen out there. You exercise the freedom they don't have. If you're going to be in here, you're going to apologize to every black person in this room. And do it now. Hit the road! Hit the road! And the Latinos, every person of color. This country. Bullshit! No, you're not going to say, I'm sorry, there's racism. You're going to apologize for what you just did. Now, is that a video where they're like, yes, finally, yeah. we oh, got yeah. somebody uh -huh. who gets yes. it. Yeah, sure. I showed up the white girl. <laughs> any reasonable she got the racism. Yeah. would look at that and think, what a lunatic. Hey, this is, this is a question that I have. When you were in school, okay, yep. yeah, it wouldn't work. <laughs> you can ask that one. Okay. How about this? It was a long time ago, though. Really long time ago. When, if, uh, well, maybe imagine. If you're in school and say you don't do very well in, say, math, you're just not very good in math, okay? And the teacher stands up. I don't believe in those numbers. If the teacher stands up. And says, you, the reason why you're not good in math is that you're an idiot. You're, you're just stupid. You're intellectually deficient. You disgust me. Now, go out and come back in when you're ready to learn. Would you be able to learn in that environment? No. Would you, uh, would you listen to anything that teacher had to say to you? No. Obviously not. And anybody who evaluated that teacher would go, you're stupid for, if you want to teach them uh, a math 
That's not the way you go about it. You don't sit and insult them and then expect them to learn. Except every single one of these stupid progressives do the exact same thing. They talk about racism and then they insult the people that they think that they can they think that they can change people by calling them uh, horrible names and insulting them. When has that ever worked? These lunatics. It works on Facebook. Well, because they can walk away. They can click off. It just, I, I don't get, I don't get how obvious it is. If these lunatics actually want to change our culture, then start being kind. Start being kind to people who don't agree with you. Start t- talking to them and having a narrative. But they can't do that because the minute that starts happening, then they're going to uh, run face-to-face with a thing called uh, uh, reality. truth and oh. reality. I mean, it is true. The reason why they're so evil and the reason why they're so rude is because they're defensive. I mean, deep down, they know that what they're saying can't hold, well, uh, can't hold water. But that, to me, that's a perfect example of what progressives do, and then they scratch their heads why why people are repulsed by their message, why people run away from them, why Donald Trump won this election. If they didn't act like that the whole time, I bet uh, Hillary would have, and if Hillary wasn't such an abominable monster. Snowman. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Um, they could have easily won this election. Doesn't anybody talk to these lunatics? Well, th- this is old, and I, this specific piece. But that's that sort of but, stuff happens it, all that's the, the time. Point. I, I guess I'm not sure what the value of dim, of making fake, like trying to treat someone with some fake thing that they're calling racism. It's just so they gift that you can feel it. <laughs> and you 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 got to leave. You got to walk out. And so come back in here. And then now you have to apologize for something that you get to do, they don't get to do. Really? So they all walk outside and like people abuse them like that? Now, there is times, sure. But I guarantee you it's not near what happened to that girl. Exactly. And so why in the world should she have to apologize to anybody? That's stupid and stupid, Professor. Oh. Yeah. It's garbage. Garbage. When I got out of the Marine Corps, first college class, one of the, well, the first quarter, I had a sociology professor who, I think it was on the first class or the second class, he he said, um, I'll tell you who my hero is, and he pulled out of his pocket his keys for his car or whatever, and on the on his keychain was a picture of Mao Zedong, oh, who had killed sixty million people. That was his hero. But didn't he have neat pantsuits? He did. He did. Okay. Brought back very stylishly by Mrs. Clinton. <laughs> right? Well, I don't know if stylish is... Um, no. I'm thinking if you're going for the... Nope, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because I'm better. I have a thing called a brain and I can control what I'm going to say so I'm not going to say it how old can you be and still donate the gift of life what does that mean 
What age is the right age to be an organ or tissue donor? You think you're too old? You're never well, too old. Think again. Can use your cornea. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services wants you to know any age is right to sign up. We're living longer, healthier lives so more of us can be organ and tissue donors and recipients. Into our 50s, 60s, even into our 80s. Not your 70s. 80s. They skipped the the 70s. And there's more you should know about donation. You should know the real facts. For example, it's a fact. 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 People of any age, even with certain medical conditions, can sign up to be donors. Another fact. People who have signed up to be organ and tissue donors receive the same care in the hospital as non-donors do. What? Right now is the perfect time. Go online to organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. So they euthanize you quicker if you're a donor or not a donor? You receive the same care in the hospital as non-donors do. Yeah. They kill them all. (laughs) Oh, holy cow. What are you, Hindu? Yeah. Hey, bing, 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 bing. Did you know that one in 12 Asian Americans have hepatitis B? One in 12? But most don't know they're infected. If you or your parents were born in Asia or the Pacific Islands, CDC recommends you get tested for hepatitis B. Talk to your doctor about getting tested. One in 12? Visit for more information. So eight, eight and a half percent of all Asian Asians Americans have hepatitis B. Hepatitis B. I'm going to, uh, let's fact check that. <laughs> I'm I'm sensing fact check false. Fact check false. <laughs> fact check false. More than one million Americans have chronic hepatitis B, a disease that can lead to serious liver problems, including Whoa. liver cancer. One million. One million Americans. One million Americans. 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 So that in America, there are only so out of that million, they got to be all Asian. Yeah. That's right? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So 8%. So there's 12 million Asians in the entire country, and a million of them have hepatitis B. This is a live read PSA from CDC.gov. This is no, it's not fake. This is a real PSA they have. I got one one article when you're done with this. Did you know about hepatitis C? Hepatitis C is a, le- is a leading cause of liver cancer. Millions of Americans have hepatitis C, but most don't know it. People can live with hepatitis C for decades without having symptoms or feeling sick. May is Hepatitis Awareness Month. So join me and get a hepatitis C test. <laughs> Sorry, they have in brackets. Insert name of organization. Insert name of event. Insert date. <laughs> Guess how many Asians, as of 2010, there were in America? How many? 14.7 million. Guess how many in 2011? 18.2 million. Okay, hold on a second. According to... No, but this PSA is from 16, this year. How many are there now? Uh, I think it was the last census is when you'd know, right? 
18.2 million. Current. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's 2011. There is no Okay, let's, okay let's go. Let's just... It got bigger, right? It was higher. So maybe 20 million? So then one... One in 12. Five million of them have hepatitis B. B. But a million <laughs> Americans hmm. have hepatitis B. So does that mean that so two, half a million, two and a half million Americans slash Asian Americans have hepatitis B? I'm sensing fact check false, fact check right? False. Yes. <laughs> so is that fake news? Peanut CDC gallon. fake hey. news! Uh, chronic hepatitis is a leasing, le- leading cause of liver cancer and liver transplants. It's in also the US. leasing. Millions of Americans are living with chronic hepatitis. And most do not know they are infected. Take five minutes to answer a series of questions and find out if you're at risk. That's interesting. What are these questions? Should we see if we're at risk? I got the uh, vaccination. Oh, that'll work. I also had my uh, titers checked. Wait, wait. You said you have the vaccination or you have the list? No, I had the vaccination. Oh, because you were in the Marines. You didn't have a choice. No, no, because um, I was an EMT. And um, I was also working for the sheriff's office. And sometimes it doesn't take. So I actually went in and they took a blood test to see if I had the antibiotics to protect against hepatitis B, which I do. So they give you a shot that might work and you got to go get tested to you make got, sure it's three it shots. That's bull crap. Uh, sometimes it doesn't take. <laughs> Clearly, or else they wouldn't have this big thing. Sometimes means most of the time. Well, it didn't for me. It took for me. Well, they, you probably had I'm it already. Most... You had it from the... You had. You have shots on your record that are classified, right? Just like Jay? I, well, not? no, I don't think so. I got... Um, I do remember when I went into boot camp, we went... Uh, we had to go in a line. This is... Uh, basically... They told us to get in the line, and we would we walked by a fridge, and they and the would, guy just shot something in you. They would give you a, a vial, and you'd have to try to warm it up before you got to the corpsman, and then the corpsman give you a shot right in the hip of whatever that was, whatever it was, and then everybody in the platoon got really sick, and everyone that died just washed that. And how then they we wash got them out. well, and then we got the <laughs> shot again, so we got that twice, and then they got any idea what it was? No. Even to this day, you have no clue. I don't know. Don't know what it is. HPV and oh, um, that. smallpox got that vaccination. Well, but then you get you get them in both arms, and I don't know. They give you everything. Hmm. Hmm. When uh, actually, I was looking forward to that. Oh, holy crap! What happened? Holy crap! I just realized this. December 4 to December 10 is National Influenza Vaccination Week. Have you gotten your flu vaccine? It is not too late. Have you? No. Sorry. It's, no. Too, it's too late for me. I, I haven't gotten it either. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry. I mean, that, that's banner headline across CDC.gov. Have you ever got a yeah. flu vaccine? Yep. <laughs> too bad for you. You ever had the flu? Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever have. Oh, if you have the flu, you'll know that you have a flu because, like what they say is, at first you're afraid you're going to die, and then you're afraid you're not going to die because 
You'd have to die to get better. Yeah, I mean, you feel so bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you it 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 nails you. Have you ever had malaria? I haven't. Yeah, mm-hmm, I have. Is so that bad? Yeah. Nice for you. Yeah, flu is nothing. Yeah, I would I would agree. Compared, malaria, unless malaria kills more people than any other disease in the world. Yeah, that's because they're they're not Americans. Because they don't have access They're weak. to a six dollar shot, and they don't have the intestinal fortitude oh, that, that us it, Americans right? have. That's it. Yeah. yeah, or the money to buy the the. Oh, antibiotic. it has nothing to do with that. We're just better people. Okay. Shh. We're better people. <clears throat> Are you planning a trip to the tropics? <laughs> Pack your swimsuit, sunscreen, and follow these tips to prevent heat illness. Heat illness. Ready? Heat illness. Who? Heat. Heat to prevent heat illness. Have you ever had malaria? Yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> really? Do you want to feel the uh, the scar tissue in my butt from the shots I got for it? <clears throat> exactly. No, I, <laughs> do I have to answer that? <laughs> I I can't say this on the air. I have proof. Hard, fast proof. Okay. Drink plenty of fluids. If you have malaria. When you're not in an air-conditioned building, take these steps to prevent heat-related illnesses, injuries, and deaths when traveling in hot climates. Now, this is ironic because it's in the negative degrees almost here. Yeah. So we don't care. No, I don't care. If people go to hot weather, they deserve to die. Yeah, same thing with Zika. Jerks. Yeah. Well, speaking of Zika, there's a whole button here. Zika. 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 Know the facts. That's not a thing anymore, is it? It is. Well, it's going to be less because uh, winter's coming, and mosquitoes in Amer- at least in America are going to die off. Point number three of what from the CDC.gov website Zika on facts. What, what we know about Zika: there is no vaccine or medicine for Zika. Quick, run! We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't have to. Uh, the mosquitoes don't go this high. Uh, clearly, but the point is, Zika is not a thing anymore. There's really? no there there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, areas with Zika. Symptoms, testings. There's no treatment. It says, and treatment. A blood or urine test can confirm Zika infection. Pregnant? All right, enough of this. Enough of this. <clears throat> I have one. Uh, the uh, The National Geographic... Website, Nat Geo. I take it you're not hooked on phonics? <laughs> <laughs> Geography. Geography. The first dinosaur tail found preserved in amber. What? A dinosaur tail preserved in amber? To scientists' delight, the incredible appendage from 99 million years ago is covered in feathers. The tail of a 99-million-year-old dinosaur, including bones, soft tissue, and even feathers, has been found preserved in amber, according to a report published today, actually today, December 8, in the journal Current Biology. Biology. While individual dinosaur-era feathers have been found in amber, and evidence for feathered dinosaurs is captured in fossil impressions, this is the first time that scientists are able to clearly associate well-preserved feathers with a dinosaur and in turn gain a better understanding of the evolution and structure of dinosaur feathers. 
Guess how much they found. How don't mu- look. Don't look. Don't look. I'm looking. No. Guess how much they found. I can't, I, okay, so this is a little piece of amber. You mean how many feathers? Well, yeah, like how, how much of this tail they found. Probably about six or eight feet of it. Inside the lump of resin is a 1.4-inch appendage covered in delicate feathers described as chestnut brown with a pale or white underside. The dinosaur itself was no more than six inches long. It couldn't have been. <laughs> did you know that they found... But there found... was an ant in there as well that looks really similar to the ants we have right now. Did you know hmm. they have found dinosaur bones with marrow, marrow still in it that it was red that they could see the blood cells? So then they could have cloned it. No. See, that's what I want. Why no. can't they clone it? The whole point of it is there's no possible way Shh, that... Don't, no. You... <clears throat> Fake news. After You're doing 60 it again. Million, after 60 million years, Fake there's news. no possible way Fake news. that could have uh, stayed. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Couldn't have happened. Are you calling all those? Are you saying that there's no scientific consensus? There's no agreement in the science community? Nope, I'm Are not saying Are they all that. lying? Are you saying they're idiots? No. Okay. I think, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there is no proof for evolution, for macroevolution. That's what I'm saying. I can't believe you. I cannot believe you. There's 3.2 billion DNA pairs in a, per, in a cell, in a human cell. 3.2. If you were to stretch that out, it'd be over a meter long. By accident? Nope. <clears throat> uh oh. Hmm? Are you what? You're you're deep in thought. If what you're about to see, the debate ah, between wretched. Ken Ham and Bill Nye, if it were a sandwich, it would be ham on Nye. <laughs> so this is, this is the most troubling thing you do, Mr. Ham. Climate change is the most serious problem facing humankind. And so by, uh, in, by trying to convince young people... So this is, oh, well, Mr. Nye... The non-scientist, he's a, what's he, an engineer, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, to, to, touring, I believe, what's he touring? Is he in the art I didn't watch that thing because I thought that was the whole, how, just. Anyway, so Nye is wandering about. On camera with that climate change is not real is very serious because they're going to have to grow up and deal with Actually, we're saying climate change is real. Mechanical engineering. Bill, we're saying climate change is real. So is it serious? Climate change? What you have to do then is say, what, what, why has climates, why have they changed? Climates change all the time. Let me rephrase it for you. Human-caused climate change is very serious. Well, (laughs) Okay. What's that mean? See, this is why this is stupid. Ken Ham should know better. Somebody should have talked to Ken Ham. If you're going to be talking to Bill Nye, 
Ken, Ken Ham deals with creationism, mm-hmm. with uh, evidently he's against evolution, which I you know I understand. Why would you be talking about climate change? This is one of those redirect things that uh, so many people do. He shouldn't have. Why would you even talk about that? Well, he, what he says in a minute is is intriguing. What he does to Bill, okay, and kind of how he okay. forces him to make a stand against extremely educated people. There's a lot of this debate is, about this that. Is the there's, worst a, thing there's, a, there's a lot of scientists who would disagree with that. In fact, we have PhD scientists on our staff that would disagree with that. We have other PhD scientists. Your scientists and your staff, as respectful as I can be, are incompetent. (laughs) Your scientists that are really educated are incompetent. You mean way more educated than me, but they're incompetent. Oh, you mean Dr. Nathaniel Jensen, who has a PhD from Harvard University? He's incompetent? From what I've seen on television, he is. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, it's here? Oh, here we are. Uh, tell me, Dr. Georgia Purdom, who has a PhD in molecular genetics from Ohio State, she's incompetent? Certainly seems to be. <laughs> well, that certainly seems to be. But, <laughs> again, yeah, it, it bothers me. It bothers me in, in these type of cases when he, when he goes on to debate Bill Nye, mm-hmm. nobody's mind is going to be changed. Nobody, I mean, nobody's mind is going to be changed. Because, again, in you're going to be preaching to the same choir, and both are going to walk away going the other side is stupid. And I don't, I don't, for the life of me, I don't get those type of debates. Because Bill Nye, he's a mechanical engineer. He's not even, he doesn't have an expert. He's not an expert in that. Oh, yes, holy, what? And what? Ken Ham, what does Ken Ham have? You can talk about different things, and you can bring certain things up. But when you do this broad debate like that, <clears throat> all the other side has to do is bring up climate change and this and that, and all of a sudden you're on a rabbit trail, and you end up in an argument, and no consensus, nothing nothing, nothing has been accomplished. But don't you think that that's an interesting perspective, though? Well, climate change is bad. It's the worst thing you do. You cheat people. It's like, well, the climate's changing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Man-made climate change is bad. Yeah, prove it. Well, there's more science. We have scientists that say that are extremely educated that say no. Well, they're idiots. Well, but one Do- of the- Doesn't that kind of just show that in the lunacy of the other side, the, the pro-global warming, man-made caused global warming argument? But he said two PhDs and one of them was in genetics. What does genetics have to do with climate change? Nothing. So my the point is that's not the person to say. That's like saying that's like saying some some person who who uh, who has a PhD in anatomy and physiology knows something about metallurgy. You know, that's not the expert. My my point in all this is that if you're going to if you're going to go against what the media says, then if he would have gotten a list of geologists and physicists, all 30,000, and put them on pieces of paper that thick, you know, six inches thick, and said, and and dropped it in front and said, here are a list of people, Thirty, I think there's 30,000 scientists who are against it. Here are 30,000 scientists who are against it. And you list every single one of them. 
and you go through and each person you write down um, different research projects and different um, peer-reviewed papers that they've written and and went you know 30,000 of them or you, you make five volumes and you drop it down in front of them then I think a person who's watching it who doesn't really know doesn't really think or might might be inclined to think about <clears throat> climate change would look at that and go oh there's absolute there okay there is another viewpoint here that i've never seen before but when he lists two people and one of them has a phd in genetics to me that that's why i i i hate i hate those type of debates because I don't know who they're. Tr it it doesn't it doesn't change anybody's opinion, and it becomes like the circus. I mean, Bill Nye, why is he an expert on anything? He's an expert on picking out ties, bow no, ties. No, he's not. Listen, ready? Yeah. Wait for it. Oh, sorry. Come on, today. Cold blood. Cold blood. Slimy. Amphibians. Where are they? Oh, there's one. Slimy. Bill by the <laughs> See? <laughs> He's an expert. Science rules. Science rules, everybody. Uh -huh. But no, what he did, what that piece with Kenham was, when the arc opened. Yep. Bill had to come with his TV crew to, for his television show to debunk this all. And so Ken, Ken's like, all right, I'll, I'll give you a tour of this place. And so it's, he's going to all these pieces, and he walks up to the climate change, the graph that shows the actual changes in the climate over the years. Oh, this is the worst thing you do. This is the worst thing you teach people because this oh, is the okay, most important. Okay. This is the most important thing. I thought this was their debate. No, this, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, that okay. was everything. No. Okay. I did watch that, and that was fun. But Oh, okay. No, no th this was him. And then... So Ken Ham's like, well, what about this person who is who is very well educated that doesn't agree with you? Oh well, they're, they're incompetent. incompetent. They're incompetent. Well, clearly they're incompetent. They're terrible, stupid. So in that instance, Bill's just being an arrogant. I need a sensor beep. See, douchebag. I think I think Ken Ham shouldn't have just let him come in and no? do that. Okay. No, absolutely not, because. If he brings his cameras in, mm -hmm. now if he stands out there and says whatever, he says whatever. But the minute you bring the camera in and you don't have control over what they're going to, because they're going to take oh, whatever they want. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so you're going to look like an idiot. He's going to go in there and make you look like an idiot. And that's what he's going to do. Now, if he stand, it, it's, it's the principle of, um, you know, uh, don't say something and let people think that you're an idiot or say something and then people will know that you're an idiot. <laughs> prove it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if he's standing out with a camera looking at the arc, people can speculate all they want until you go in. Then he's going to make Ken Ham look stupid. Mm -hmm. I don't think he should have. He should have invited him in. Sure, come on in. But no cameras, in my opinion. But we found 1.4 inches of dinosaur tail. Which is nice. 
which is nice. million year old dinosaur tail. Supposedly 99. No. <laughs> it's, it's written here in black and white huh. on the nationalgeographic.com website under the news. So it must be true. Yeah. Real well, news. Real, real fake news. Real fake news. Hey. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe we can find a complete dinosaur. Okay. Why hasn't that happened? What? Actual finding of a complete dinosaur. Um. You think that's by design? You mean like what? Well, I don't know how I can say it any clearer. Okay. The finding of a complete dinosaur. Well, they've been dead. If they've been dead. No, that's not the point. 10,000 years or 20,000 years or however long or 99 million years. Um, well, clearly 99 million could live in amber. So how come there's only 1.4 inches of that tail? In but amber? Amber, where's the rest of it? That's sap. Where's the rest of it? Where's the rest of it? It have to be small. It would have to be a small animal. You couldn't have a Tyrannosaurus Rex caught in amber because the but amount of weren't the of trees amber... bigger back then? You've seen redwoods, haven't you? Yeah, but <laughs> that would be that would be a lot of sap. That would be a lot redwood of redwood syrup. Yeah. Now they have them in tar pits and stuff like that, but you find the bones because the flesh dissolves over time the current study concludes that if the entire length of the dinosaur tail was covered in the type of feathers seen in the sample the dinosaur quote would likely have been incapable of flight rather such feathers may have served a signaling function or played a role in temperature regulation or it could be a bird that doesn't fly like maybe an ostrich or a dodo bird or a dodo bird yeah. No, couldn't have been that. The amber sample from a mine in Myanmar, or Burma, yeah? Burma! Hey! Hi-o. Had already been partially shaped into an oval by a... Wait a second! Had already been shaped partially into an oval by a jewelry maker. The modification had a silver lining, however. It offered a nice cross-section through the tail that enabled the scientists to study the chemistry of the exposed surface. What are the odds this is totally made up? Exactly. It could be. That study revealed the presence of ferrous iron, a decomposition product from the blood hemoglobin that oh. has once that was once present in the dinosaur's soft tissue. The fact that the iron is still present gives us a lot of hope for future analysis. To obtain other chemical information on things like pigmentation or even the identifying parts of the original keratin. Maybe not for this particular specimen, but for other specimens down the road. Mm. Story by Kristen Romy. Romy. Kristen Romy. Maybe we can find a complete dinosaur. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, they define a dinosaur as a six-inch-long bird thing. Thing. So, hey, John, by that definition, yeah, they should be able to maybe find one. John Glenn died. Yes. Was he supposedly on the moon? No. Allegedly on the moon? No. He was allegedly in space. In space. First guy in space? Uh, I think he was first, maybe one of the first ones to go. First American. First American in space? Okay. After the monkey? Well, well, there was a rush. Yuri went. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Yuri G. He died at 95. You think he knew about the moon landing hoax stuff? <laughs> uh, is that, um, you know. Because Armstrong, yes. right? Well, yes, Armstrong, I think, I think Buzz, he did. Buzz Aldrin, right? I think John Glenn probably thought it up. <laughs> but he's dead now. Was he the last, the last guy from that era? Uh, no, um. Who's still kicking? the other guy? Uh, there was Neil Armstrong, uh, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin. Is he he's still, still alive. alive. Oh, okay, well, he, he was down in Antarctica and had to get. Uh, oh, that's right. They had to lift him out of there. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because he was down there where. Yeah, uh, the where Nazis. All the other people are where all the yeah the, the extraterrestrial. What, what are they called? The uh, Nazis. Earth, <laughs> Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, the Nazis uh, built a base down there mm-hmm. with the bell. Yeah. yeah, and on the other side of the moon too. Yeah. You've, the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Yep. You've seen Transformers, yeah? No. Oh, oh, oh never. Shh. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, no, all, it's all exposed in Transformers Dark Side of the Moon. Oh. Oh. Yeah. There's a reason we Yay. went to the moon. Yeah. Uh, Transformers back there. Oh. I've heard it's more than meets the eye. <laughs> and I'm spent. <laughs> well, well, well. Well, it looks like we're wrapping her up. You heard of spring interment? Interment? Spring interment. For interment. For buried, to bury people who die well, in the winter? It's for, de- yeah. Yep. Yeah, I just found that out just the other day. My sister mom was telling me about it. There's this big place in her town. You just put the bodies there. Yep. And when the ground thaws out, you bury them. Yep. That's, that's interesting. Well, because it's so hard, because yeah. it gets so... Frozen. There is uh, friends of ours that have a place to the west and a little north, and the old granary back in, you know, 100 years ago is where they used to, when anyone died during the winter, they'd wrap the body and put them out in the old shed till, mm. yeah. Do you know what they have now if there's a mass casualty incident? Do you know what they have now? What, or mass to- graves? No. They have a thing. A Do you know what a vacuum, have you ever seen vacuum pack? Kind of things. Oh yeah, it's long really? sheets on rolls. Seal the meal, and you seal. Yeah, basically you seal them in. It has a it has a, a heat heat thing that that mm-hmm. seals them in, and you can pick them up. And it actually, um, you know, keeps the blood and other uh, fluids from leaking out. <clears throat> Used to be body bags. You ever seen with heard zippers? Of, <clears throat> you ever heard of bodyworlds.com? Yes. You yes. ever seen it? No, I haven't. But Ooh. I've I've been where they've dissected, you know, where you have the corpse and you get to go up and see it all dissected and everything. No, we got to go through one of their exhibits once. <gasps> That's cool. It was crazy. Crazy. <clears throat> yeah. And it's just I mean, it's cool to see the human body totally laid out like that. Yeah. In all kinds of different forms, but the creepy part is those are people. Yeah. And they were alive. Yep. See. The livers if, are real livers. Yeah. It's bizarre. The, the skin. Doesn't matter who who you are, you can donate your body. That's right. Hey, yes. call back. There it yes. is. Yes. That's a big Yes. Doesn't matter man. if you're hundred and twelve. Oh. Real quick before we this this will be our last big thing. All anatomical specimens on display in the Body Worlds exhibits are authentic. 
They belonged to people who declared during their lifetime that their bodies should be made available after their deaths for the qualification of physicians and the instruction of laypersons. Many donors underscore that by donating their body, they want to be useful to others even after their death. Their selfless donations allow us to gain unique insights into human bodies, which have thus far been reserved for physicians at best. Therefore, we wish to thank the living and deceased body donors. Yay. Would you like more information on donating yourself? Okay. Body donation for plastination. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm here, I'm here. Ah. Hey, what? Hey, we should just sign up Jay right now. Oh, Put his should. information in and... <laughs> Jay. Oh, number of body donors. Ready? Worldwide, 15,959. Oh, that's not many. How many of those are in uh, the America? Uh, 3,270. 1,401. Oh. Germany? 13,860. Germany? Oh, he's German. Old Hans, whatever his name is. What wow. is his name? What his name? Uh, Gunther von Hagens. It's easy for you to say. I know. Clearly. Yeah, he's a creepy looking guy too if you ever see his face. Yeah. So, uh, that should... So, anyway, if you get a chance, in Rhode Island right now, it's there. You can go see uh, Dead People. Yay. And not the movie. Yay. There's a movie called Dead People? Oh, he saw them though. <clears throat> I saw dead people. I don't know. What was it? It's the sixth sense? Is that what oh, oh, is that got what it. Got it. I see dead people, yeah. right? Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, holy cow. Uh, yeah. So, um, anyway, this will probably wrap up and conclude this over the hill conversation. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, the we're, we're on the downslope. No, we're not. No, we're, no. we're still going up. Come on now. Hey. Yes. Yes, you're right. We you just, are. Yeah. Yes, you, you are right. Yes. Yes, you're right. This is the David Allen Show. Guess who's right? You are. Yes, DavidAllenShow.com. This is the real news spot. Real ish. I think. News. Ish. In, in, in real interesting. Uh, real interestingly. Doesn't have to be truthful to be interesting. No. But sometimes I mean, look. truth is stranger than fiction. Right, but. Because fiction has to make sense. Nat Geo. Doesn't have to be true to be interesting. Okay. 99 million. Yes, year good. old, inch and a quarter. Good point. Feathered tail eight, of a donk. Eight and a half percent of all Asians are <laughs> have hepatitis yes. B. Hundred million? No, a million. Yeah. Let's just change the facts. As we yeah. Know. Why not? Right. Yep. All right, DavidAllenShow.com on the Instagram. Don't don't go there. Go there. <laughs> like go. us. Yeah. Like us. Like like nothing. Follow us there. You might find something. <laughs> we fun. want your money. <laughs> Sorry. DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. Uh, it, mm, subscribe on the iTunes. We're also on the Google Play Store. DavidAllenShow.com. Um, con Dios. Aye. Uh, I have nothing else that's of that's of uh, consequence. I'm sure you do, but not for today. Not not at this point. Toodles. All right. See ya.
What do you get?